Welcome to You, Me, and Mike. I'm Jen Todrick, otherwise known as the Rambling Redhead on Instagram and the host and designer of No Demoreno on HGTV. And I'm Mike. And I'm also known as Mike. And he's Mike. Applause. Anyone? <laughs> Applause. Okay. And while that sounds really important, it's not as important as the third person in this equation, which is... You! We love sharing our life with all of you on Instagram and HGTV, but here we get to dive deeper into topics that you suggest. Answer questions you submitted. And share stories that impact us all. Let's get to it. What are we going to talk about today, Jen? Today we have a very special episode. We are continuing our marriage series today with my parents. My parents are in our studio, aka our guest bedroom. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone's very close and comfortable. I usually sleep here. Exactly. And now you're talking well, here. Well, this is fun fact. When you come next time, we're just going to have this set up for you guys. You can Whatever. podcast. Podcast while yeah, you sleep. While you're yeah, sleeping. It's going to be great. Cool. cool. So we got so many questions from you guys, quite frankly, with questions that we have no insight or knowledge about. And so I thought it would be really fun to take these questions specifically that you guys wanted my parents to answer, um, whether it's about longer marriage, raising teens, things that we don't know. Grandparenting. Right? Um, Yes, so they can come in and kind of give their perspectives as grandparents Love and that parents. Word. Perspectives. I think this will be fun. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, John and Kathy. Thank you. Why don't you kind of introduce yourself? How long you've been married? How many kids you had? Just a quick little synopsis. Just, just to remind you. Just to rem- I forget. <laughs> I forget. Go, hon. So, John and Kathy Marsh, also known as Mimi and Pops, to uh, six beautiful grandchildren, and uh, we have been married what thirty-five years now. We got three and three kids too. Three kids <laughs> and six grandchildren, and uh, yeah, sometimes we do. Our kids get second rate when we look at uh, photos of grandkids now, and so I do need to throw that in. We did have three children first. Thank you for reminding me. How could you? How could you forget? You've had one of every birth, right, Mom? C section, natural, and vaginal. How do you forget those births? Can you say that? Does that beep you that to, beep that? That's a word to say to your mom. Vaginal, Dad. That's not bad. <laughs> it's, just creepy. It's uncomfortable. You're saying it in front of your dad right now, too, Jen. All right, I'm not He knows. I'm, not, I'm already uncomfortable. He knows those exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think what you meant by saying that is one C-section, one without any drugs, and one with an epidural. Yes. Uh, so, yes, Much I did. I have <laughs> done you. them Thank all you, three honey. ways. So, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I can answer some questions on any way that you want to talk about bringing a child into the world. Yeah. I, I believe I I cannot. <laughs> dad's dad's like buttholes clenching up right now he's so uncomfortable on this topic also beep that (laughs) who are you what have you turned into butthole clenching yeah okay that's a word vaginal so do you want me to go ahead and start this off yeah all right ping him the first question all right i had one um and i'd actually be curious which one you're gonna say because there's probably quite a few of them that would um be relevant to this question so what is the best Jen story from her childhood. Okay, John, you start with that one. God, I have to go. Th- I'm going through my mental Rolodex right now because <laughs> there's so many. Well, w- one that's got a lot of traction. Um, <laughs> Great. Will never, ever Great. get old. Uh, junior high track meet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a track star. Is that where you're going with it? Cool no, story. We're done. No, you, Here's the hurdles. You were you were on the track team. Um, <laughs> and we're still trying to figure that out. But anyway, it was a race. I forget what it was. Jen, you probably remember. A mile and a half because I wasn't fast. Yeah, so it was a short race. And <laughs> so anyway, me and me and your mom were, you know, doing what all the parents do at a track meet, leaning up against a chain link fence and <laughs> The, the race starts, 
and I saw your face coming around that first turn, and I'm like, she's already about to tap out. And your mom's like, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> we get, I said, did you even make one lap? Listen, it was halfway. I was very strategic on um, where that's, I... <laughs> uh, I think I've got that on video. Yeah. But anyway, it's beside the point. We, she, she got, okay, let's say it's halfway. And then somehow she suffered an ankle injury without actually rolling her ankle. <laughs> I sprained my ankle for anyone who no. needs to know. And your mom and I both looked at each other and, and simultaneously said, we said, uh, there it is. <laughs> said, She's done. That's it. Did, did she make it further than you expected? I think she actually had medics like try to carry her off to make it seem like no. it was real. <laughs> I had him like staged. I hired people before the game. Well, you're a medic. Yeah, so she is the first human to ever sprain an ankle without rolling it. Or nice. any trauma to the ankle at all. Right. But it was she sprained it. But it was very legitimate, right, Jen? Yeah. But it actually but, happened and that's all I'm gonna say but about it. But I'll give that. you this. You had a plan and you were committed to that plan. I executed and it. And you executed it. <laughs> I did. Wonderfully. So, the so, worst thing is it was like a track meet, like a big deal, and I was done. I decided to do like go all out in like one of the biggest competitions. I was done. Yeah, did you, you have you this in out. your mind? Did you have this in your mind prior? That this was going to be a... Sure. Um, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, so it, the story is... Calculated action. The story is I was going to try out for basketball. Remember, Mom and Dad? So I joined I athletics. Also funny. <laughs> Rude. Is, is, that, joined, is that a term, joining athletics? I, I, dish, I auditioned <laughs> for the athletic team. And I was going to do basketball because my Aunt Amy, my mom's youngest sister, was a really good basketball player. I'm like, you know what? It's probably in my jeans. Mm. And so then I get to the audition. Wait. <laughs> Try the out. Audition. <laughs> okay. That's all we, we can say. cut that there right there. That's all you got to say. I go to the tryout and I realize I'm not good. And I think you guys both know me well enough. My whole life, if I'm not going to be good at something, I'm putting forth no effort because I don't want to look like I'm not good. That's a correct statement. One mm. of the best. Yep. So I realized I walked out of the tryout, didn't even try. I was like, I'm not making B team. That's embarrassing. Or not even make B team, if we're being real. So they put me in track because it was the only sport left. And then I wasn't fast. So then I was put in the long distance, which was a mile and a half. So I no part of me wanted to do track. I just had already, we were already halfway through the year and I couldn't leave athletics. I know I was forced is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying I was forced. I'm confused. And when you're saying I'm leaving athletics. Like, I don't, are you saying that, like, they didn't classify in your school as teams? It was, like, this general overall thing, like, I'm It was going. general. It was general. It was a class called athletics, and within athletics, you could try out for a sport. Really? And then whenever you were off your sport, you just did, like, basically P.E. Okay. But when your sport was on, you were playing your sport. That did not exist in Wisconsin. It was, yeah. you had P.E. class, and then you, tr like, had teams that you tried out for after school. It no, wasn't ours was part of athletics, interesting. except cheerleading. So I was a cheerleader, and that was outside of athletics. That was in like fact. I think that night that you sprained your ankle, it was a high ankle sprain. You actually cheered. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. It was a miracle healing. It was, it was great. It was. I was healed by God Himself. <laughs> wow! I, I heard Him. <laughs> well, you, to Jen form where the uh, athleticism was lacking that day and was predetermined uh, where we kicked in on high effort was the drama that ensued to convince all the people in the stands that there was the ankle injury mm. and I yeah. will say 110% I was good nice. she no was doubt. good thank you I appreciate that actually I love you guys performance Absolutely. was awesome <laughs> thank you 
You know, that's what, you know, the track meet wasn't where I wanted to perform that day. It was convincing all you suckers that I had an injury. And all but your mom and dad totally bought it. Yeah. Uh, Kate, my best friend Caitlin did not either. Oh, okay. <laughs> for, for the record. Did not she buy it. totally knew I was faking. So, yeah. Other than that, yes. What do you think, hon? You got a good, another memory? I mean, you could go on forever with good yeah. memories and funny, or funny memories with Jen. Uh, the one that I always tease Jen about even today, it's still true to form. And I think that's what makes me think of it is even as a young girl, her uh, started many phrases when she would come and ask me permission for something. It started like this. Okay, now don't tell me no, Mom, okay? But I want to do blah, blah, blah. And so that was her polite way of upfront arguing with me, telling her in child form, Mama, do not argue with me because this is what I want to do, and I want you to tell me yes, okay? And mm-hmm. uh, that has remained true to form today. It sounds efficient. It sounds like good communication and skills. she still does it. Yes, she it just is. replaced Mom with Mike. Mike. Don't tell me no. Don't tell me no, Mike. Don't tell me no, okay? To me, that sounds like great communication skills. Yeah. If I do so, say something, sounds myself. like something. And you it sounds like I'm self-aware. <laughs> you weren't arguing. You were actually Jen, when you, not wanting to argue. Yeah, yeah. Just Jen, don't don't argue with me, and then Jen, we don't have to. Jen, when you yeah. tell me no, it makes when we tell me to not say no to you, it makes me feel um, guarded. Oh God! Because isn't this another episode? Uh, therapy, Mike, coming out. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I, love I you remember that. that. I do remember that. No, don't tell me no. It's basically a polite way of being like, okay. Shut up, mom. But I can't ever say that. So here's something. Let me talk real quick. And then, then don't, you can don't tell, tell me no, mom. And don't then tell we'll me both no. be happy. As long as we're in agreement, so you're not going to tell me no, I'll keep talking. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's right. I believe that's pretty much the only two happy memories we had of January. Rude. <laughs> we can move on. Rude. <laughs> that's awesome. Or what? Any more questions? No, we yes. do. We have a lot more questions, right? I mean, I, we could do stories forever, but it's probably very boring. So. The next question that was submitted is um, more serious and in the role of grandparents. How do you view your role as grandparents? Do you see it more as a mentor, a friend, additional parent, uh, parental figure? That's how they worded it. Okay, good question. Yeah. Take Um, it. I would say on that one, um, as being a grandparent, I think we move into more what we would call the consultant role. Um, part of it is friendship. I really enjoy when Jennifer and I get together and we do girl things and go shopping and it's a friendship and that's really fun. Um, a lot, sometimes I'm in a mentor role where Jen will ask my advice on something with raising kids or, or marriage or life in general. And, yeah. um, I can give advice to her as a friend, just as I would in any one of my friends, my own age. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is the consultant role. Um, you know, and there's kind of another question that leads to this too. There might be some things that they're doing raising kids different than I would mm-hmm. or than John would, and I think that's normal. Mike was raised with a whole different set of parents than Jennifer was, and that's the blend of the two of them. But I think learning that consultant role is where um, we kind of offer opinions when needed. Not that I would ever be afraid to step in if I really felt like there was something strongly that I needed to say and felt like it could be received, but we're more in that consultant role. Um, of just really um, encouraging our children and supporting our grandchildren and uh, being available, having fun with everybody, and offering advice when advice is asked. And yeah. maybe sometimes when it's not asked, but we feel strongly. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're actually very good about you open your opinions when I ask or like when we're in a conversation that like I started or clearly I'm good talking about because I keep talking about it. And I think it's well-received when it's like that. I maybe you have, but I don't remember a time where you're like, I need to talk to you about this. And it's like something about my parenting, every advice that you have, if it's different, it always comes like within a conversation that we're having. So I'm opening up to it. I think as long as you're talking about it, you're basically cueing your parent that you're okay talking about this topic. If you're not, you should say, 
I don't really want to talk about it or like, hey, this is a touchy subject right now. I'm not trying to offend you, but I'm going to get offended. And like, I'm trying to be better about, you know, not opening myself up. But if I don't want to accept it, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. That makes sense. What about Uh, you, dad? (laughs) First of all, that was borderline brilliant consulting. (laughs) I think that's a perfect way to put that. Non-paid um, consultant, by the way. But I was going to say, consultants usually get paid. <laughs> they are not paid. We're underpaid. No, I think your mom hit it on the on the head there. I, 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 there's no doubt that your mom and I raised you three a little bit different than what y'all do, and that's fine. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's different times too, really. That it's that's created so some of that. We were more traditional i guess if you can i say that old that school old say? school would be like what people would say now it's Whatever. more like old school yeah, air same thing. but <laughs> no i and and you guys are doing great but there are you know there might be a time or two that um one of my babies your your babies will do something or say something or react a certain way where early on you know i was tempted to to intervene but that was not my place to do that. And I, your mom and I are both on the same page on that. We won't do that unless it gets to a point where we feel like we absolutely have to. And we don't ever see that day coming. You, you're yeah. all three of your babies are sweethearts. Viv, you know, she's something else. She'll, <laughs> if, if you don't watch it, she'll hit you square into pills. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's done it and, to you. And I just look at her and say, thank you. Thank, yeah. you. thank, <laughs> thank you, ma'am. May I have another, but no, your mom hit it right on the head. Um, the, uh, the consulting's perfect for that because I, friends is not, that sounds too, uh, that's just not right. I mean, it, we're not friends, you know, with your, with our grand grandbabies. We do have a responsibility to them to act as a, as a secondary father figure, if you yeah. will, or just a grandparent, yeah, you know, sure. and they look to, to us for whether it's wisdom or, or as they grow, I'm sure the questions are going to get harder and harder, especially from Vaughn right. to, yeah. to answer. But we're prepared for that. Yeah. But no, you guys are doing, you guys do I think there's a great a, job. I think they're different. Thanks. Yeah. And I do think there's an amazing opportunity for grandparents to bond with grandchildren in a different way than their parents do. Because I do remember a very special relationship yes. with my grandfather that was different than my dad. And it wasn't you know, better or worse. It was just a different relationship. And he, you know, communicated me different. He told me inappropriate jokes and things that, you know, weren't being said at home. And I, and it was, I will never do that. (laughs) You already do it, dad. What are you talking about? Yeah. But, and also then, you know, the spoiling of the grandparents, just things that grandchildren genuinely need from a love standpoint that parents can't do on a day-to-day basis. So do you, do you, do you like it? Is it fun? Do you find this as a, as a you know, second phase in your life after children? Has this been fun for you all? Well, we can speak, I'll, I'll probably speak for Kathy on this. We just had him for three days. Yeah. I and mean, it was an ass <laughs> whipping, but, but it was, but it was fun. And it makes us feel, you know, it, it sounds cliche to say, but it does make you feel younger. But, but it, to all you grandparents out there, y'all are going to know what we're talking about on this one. You want to go to bed at six thirty when they do. <laughs> yeah. Not that we put them to bed at six thirty, but no, it, it is a blast and it's fun. It, you, you you learn more about technology than you thought you ever would from your <laughs> nine year old, yeah, and seven year old. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kathy, what do you think on that? I mean, I, I would say the same thing. I said, you know, it's kind of a, a, a 
raising kids in your phase is so hard. It is the hardest job ever, I think, on the planet. And as you become grandparents, we sort of earn that right not to have to do the day-to-day hard stuff. We just get to love our grandkids. Mm -hmm. I get to take them to the candy store and let them pick out a unit of candy. And we had the best time doing that. And did I do that as parent? Not very often because I was worried about their dental health and I was worried about this and that as a nurse. As a grandparent, we were just in the fun of the day. (laughs) And so I wouldn't do that often, but those are those fun things. We don't have to discipline um, outside of just, you know, random little things as we have them for three kids. You know, obviously we're not going to let it run in front of a car, but we don't have the day in and day out grind that you have as parents. And I think you are so right, Mike, there is a different relationship that is important for kids who get this opportunity to not only have parents, but to have the influence of grandparents who can just love them unconditionally because we're not here to solve all the problems. That's your job. And we're just here to advise or consult as asked and uh, we can just love them. And there is something super fun and rewarding about that on both ends. It's as rewarding to us as it is hopefully to our grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. It's the warmth of a grandparent. I think most people generally have a, a positive emotional connection to the grandparents. And it's probably because you aren't in the day-to-day discipline. You're more in that mm-hmm. unconditional love, sweetness, spoiling, spoiling the crap all the out things of them. that just yeah. create really positive memories for, for children that last throughout your life. You know, I'm 46 and I still have really great memories of my grandparents. I think that's going to change. That rule is going to change too. The older the kids get, we will become hopefully a sounding board. Oh, like for if sure. They, if they have issues with you for sure or whatever, a disagreement, you know, I hope that the relationships we're building with them now will allow them to come to Kathy or I and talk about stuff like that, you know, and in, in, in the proper appropriate way. Um, I hope I, that I yeah. hope I was thinking I that hope this that. whole time. I hope that. <laughs> and I think, I hope that happens. Yeah. And I think, I think by being a grandparent that isn't always like on the disciplinary, like disciplining everything, what that does is it makes the kids feel more comfortable to where if they have something they want to talk about, but they're afraid we're going to get mad or discipline them, hopefully they feel comfortable enough that y'all are quote unquote cool enough to where if they come and talk to you about something they're doing, I feel like that's so hard to do, very hard to do to have a kid trust you, but also feel comfortable enough to like tell you what's happening in a relationship. Like that doesn't happen a lot. And I feel like, how do you get, how do you set a tone of like, okay, yes, my grandparents have morals, but also not to where we're like parents where we're strict. The grandparents are cool enough to where, okay, I can tell grandpa this. I'm like, he's not, he's going to give me advice and he's not going to tell anybody. I feel like it's hard to do that as like a mom. Like, how do I do that as a mom raising two girls? How do I be strict, but also make me make them comfortable enough to where I'm not going to judge them if they come to me with a really hard topic. That's hard. They, we want them to be comfortable, but we also want them to come to us to hear the truth. Right. That's true. So yeah. we, we're Correct. not, you, you know, your mom and I, we're not ever going to candy coat anything. Mm-hmm. And if they do come to us about whatever the situation is, they're going to know going in that yeah. they're going to get, what we feel correct and that's the way it should be yeah but it should be that when it all, should be it should be that with with not just 
your grandchildren should be with us as well. There should that's the honesty it's, and the communication. Not, I have to treat you totally different <laughs> than anybody else. Well, but what if the so, kids what if the kids don't want to hear? That's the hard part I have though. What if my girls are doing something and they know the truth? They don't really necessarily they still want to hear, hear it. it or want to feel judged. I know they need to hear it, Mike, but basically, how do we trick them to where they can come spill the beans and not think we're gonna onto them, but then we can be like I'm so sorry you're going through this. That's very hard. Well, this is what easier. I would do. Like, it's hard to find that balance. It'll be easier for your mom and Burke and Viv yeah. and Millie because of the way that your mom masterfully presents her point. Mm-hmm. Vaughn and now Thomas coming to me, it they, 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 there might be some hesitance there because of my presentation at times will will suck. It's it's a little abrupt. I don't think so. I think I remember you. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. I remember talking to you about some things, and it was different than the way mom because would present it. Because you're my and girl. And I know. It's, it's, I, it, I, whether it this different. is right or wrong, I will go to my grave thinking that, you know, a father and a daughter, It's I... I and you're probably going to get some feedback on this. I really don't care. That's fine. But father-daughter relationship in my, I'm going to throw the P word out there because y'all love it. Perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's a great word. It's just I have to, I handled you differently than I handled Colt and Kevin. Mm-hmm. And I think that trickles down to Mimi will handle Burke and Viv and Millie. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that I would be there for Thomas and Vaughn. And it's a man-to-man type thing and a woman-to-woman type thing. Mm -hmm. And I did treat you differently. Yeah. Oh, I know. There's no (laughs) doubt about it. I'll never forget coming home at college, (laughs) Because I had to. I'll never forget coming home at college. And I had a curfew strict. I earned a 10 p.m. curfew my junior year of high school. Everything else was like way earlier than that. You were lucky to have it. Junior year, 10 p.m. I remember coming home uh, from college. Colt was in high school, maybe a sophomore. And I remember being like, in the morning, Where's Colt? We're eating breakfast. And mom was like, "Uh, hey, John, where's Colt? And I was like, what? It was like wildly different. So, yes, I know that. (laughs) Do you remember that, mom? I do know that you're saying that because you brought that up before. It's like, yeah, third kid. We don't know. Does he still live here? (laughs) Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. I have a funny story related to what John was saying, really, with cross genders with our youngest son, Colt, uh, Jennifer's youngest brother. He was just a little boy at the time, and this must have been on his mind because he went to my mother, his grandmother, and he just announced something that was on his mind just to sort of throw it out there, let her know what was going on and get her perspective on that. He was visiting her one day, and he crossed one leg over the other and put his hands on his hips, and he says, well, my dad drinks beard, (laughs) B-E-E-R-D. And he just looked at her like, do. what do you think about that, Grandma? And uh, he didn't go to Grandpa. He went right to Grandma. And um, I remember Grandma saying, well, you know what? Your dad's over 21 years of age, and so he's allowed to drink beer. <laughs> and Colt was like, okay, then. But he just wanted Grandma to know that. Wow. We were getting all the cards on the table. We yeah. were getting it all out there, and that was something yep. big to run by wow. Grandma. what a tattletale, right. Colt. Wow. This, and I, that's why I didn't give him his first try till he was 12 instead of nine, like was my original plan. <laughs> oh, my God. It, that cost him three years. <laughs> cost him well, three years. <laughs> I want to take a moment really quick to talk about our sponsor of this podcast, which is Seed. Seed Symbiotic. I have been talking about that multiple times over on Instagram. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it. It is a game changer. It is a probiotic and a prebiotic 
I first got into it when I was looking into why I have acne problems. And I learned so much about gut health affects your face and acne. And so that's when I dived into it. But why I keep taking it is because I don't have any bloating anymore. And then my cramps are minimal to non-existent whenever I'm taking it regularly. I'm sure you've heard a lot of people say probiotics don't do anything. It's worthless. And what's happening with that is by the time it gets to our intestines where it needs to be to help the poop and all the things, it's been destroyed by a stomach acid. And how they changed the game is they wrapped the probiotic in a pre prebiotic capsule. So the prebiotic protects it and then it can actually help your body and you can actually see changes by taking this probiotic with seed. So start a new healthy habit today by taking seed just like I have. Visit seed.com backslash redhead and use code redhead25 to get 25% off of your first month of seeds DS1 daily symbiotic. Again, that's seed.com backslash redhead. I keep wanting to say backsplash, but that ain't it. Seed.com backslash redhead and use code redhead25 or you can always find the link in our show notes. So there's, there's one thing I wanted to kind of ask your guys perspective on this one. Again, there's the word again. Um, you brought up about the parents in or grandparents, you know, giving the, you know, their love and their care and love and spoil the children. That's all good. But there are times when as parents, I can say, you know, my mom early on was pretty uh, guilty of this where we would say, Hey, we need to bedtime. Please don't do treats. Oh, yes, right it's hard. Mm-hmm. And there would still be a treats bowl given. of ice cream right yes. at night, and it creates friction at That's times. That's right. And I will say, you guys you know, my mom has been much better about this once we had some conversations that were like, hey, there's a reason why we don't want to do, you know, yeah. like ice cream right at bedtime. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know you all have been really good, and you brought this up earlier about the discipline thing, and, and we've been fortunate we haven't experience that really with either of our parents about Mm -hmm. them interjecting, but I'm sure there are parents out there and people out there that have in-laws and parents that want to interject things. And that's goes back down, I think to every conversation, the the topics we've talked about before is about communication because you have to open a dialogue up with your parents Mm -hmm. if it is affecting your relationship with your children and with them, because it'll, it'll put a big rift between them. And, and that, that will be create problems, I think, for the long term. I don't know if have you guys ever experienced. I, well, that? I have a question. Can it I goes, question it? Can I question it, Dad? I was going to say, yes. how do you? So someone said this. How do I tell my mom that I'm not looking for advice? So you, that's actually a question we can like. Oh, that's part talk of it. It's part of this. Go thing, ahead, yeah. Dad. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say, kind of to Mike's point, I don't know how that follows up with your question there. Oh, but, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but since you did it, here we are. Um, okay. No, it, it kind of, and this will be short because I know your mom will be able to answer that question beautifully, but yeah. it's, it's kind of like you'd, you'd mentioned in a previous podcast, I think about, you know, Kathy and I is just our marriage in general. We, that we are very protective of that and we will decide what is best for you kids to know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the same thing when you're dealing with grandparents, we, I keep hitting stuff. It's okay. <laughs> keep um, it in. I, I have to talk with my hands, and it's just this isn't the right setup. Mike used to do that too it at did. the beginning. Yeah, but it, it it goes the same thing with grandkids. We respect you all's roles and responsibilities as parents. So Kathy and I aren't going to intervene or butt in to cut uh, butt into you all's business, so to speak. Because it's just, I mean, we think that's the parents need to have that private piece. They have to, uh, to grow, to learn. And it's some things kids just don't need to know. And I think it, 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 it definitely falls into being grandparents too, 
trusting that you guys have to have your own space as right. well. Mm-hmm. And, and we just have to trust that what you're doing with our grandbabies right. is, and, and don't think we don't have our eyes on it. You know, we're oh, watching. Know. We know you do. We're watching. <laughs> we know. We're monitoring. Very but Kathy, closely. have you ever dealt with that? I mean, when you guys were, I'm not saying, you know, with your parents or anyone, but have you had, had any experience with that as far as for how to communicate with your parents if you need them to, you know, back off a little bit? Yeah, I think it's a good question, kind of tying in together yeah. what Jen brought up. And I think there's such, um, there's two perspectives to that to look at. Number one, if you are the person asking the question of how do I let my mom know that I really don't want her advice, I think the question goes back to what, what is the advice making you feel like? Is it yeah. that you, there was an issue yeah. way back that you don't have a general respect for your mom? Is that something that needs to be worked out? Or is there something that I think more often what it is, is sometimes when we grandparents give our grown children advice, is it makes our children feel like they're not doing a good job. Yes, our intent, I agree with that. typically yeah. as grandparents, is we're just trying to help. I think one of the things that I said to Jennifer, our kids, when they would be arguing with me about something when we were raising them, is I finally looked at Jennifer one day and I said, hey, I have a question for you, serious question. She said, what's that? And I said, do you see yourself being wiser, smarter, more educated in the world 20 years from now than you are right now? And she thought about it and she responded, yes, I do see myself being wiser and um, more, more um, part of the world and experiences in 20 years. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? That's me. I don't remember I, this. <laughs> I don't remember this conversation. See how impactful it was? Yeah. That's awesome. So, and so I think that's what You've I would just say. just been slapped. Yeah. yeah verbally slapped. No. I, don't I remember think it. that's what I would say to you young moms raising kids is consider the advice that your parents are giving you doesn't mean you have to do it. Again, we're in that consulting role, but consider it because maybe they're seeing something that you're not seeing. When you're in the situation with your children all day long, a common one that my mom even brought up to me is children tend to become um, whiny at times when that's a a method that works to get parents' attention. You're in the middle of it every day. You don't even notice it anymore. But a grandparent coming in couldn't say, I remember my mom said to me is, you know, why are you letting that child whine? And it was like, oh, I am? I mean, like, I didn't even know I was. And it then was, we it was Jen, wasn't it? it. <laughs> Listen. Listen. And so I think it's the same thing. I think consider why you don't want that advice. Is it there's a hurt there? Is it that it makes you feel like when your mom says something to you or your mother-in-law that it makes you feel like you're not doing a good right. job? And maybe that's all it is. And right. express that and give the mother or mother-in-law a chance to say, oh my gosh, that's not my intent at all. But can I say from my point, if you're the person, say, because some people, mom, some people have moms that are just, it can come across really catty and demeaning and mean. And we don't have that. But I know a lot of people, just speaking from friends, it comes across super hurtful to where I think maybe people who are in like my phase, like the mom, the young mom, if you're not being, if you're not communicating how you feel, they don't know. So I think that's also another conversation of, hey, mom, I hear you. I even go, I would even think like, you're probably right. But right now it like kind of hurts. I don't want to talk about it. Like, I just feel like as long as we're, I don't, I've never said that to you, but like, if I would do that, like if I felt that way, I don't think it's fair. I'm very big on like, I can't read your mind. So I don't think moms can read our minds either. And even if it caused like a little bit of tiff for a minute, it's like, you're going to get over it, but at least you let her know, like, and I bet they don't do it anymore. Like, can, I think. Can I, I think. give one more perspective? Yeah. 
it's possible on this one and may not be good advice, but there is some idea or some reality that your parents are who they are. Like mm-hmm. they're not, they're not going to change in the way they are if you're, if True, you're Mike. older. Right. Yeah. And if your parents are just wired to give advice and give advice, sometimes it's okay just to be like, I hear you. I totally understand. And you're still it. your child's parents and you yeah. still can go home and you still get to raise your children the way you choose to raise That's them. True. And your parents advice or from a consulting standpoint, you don't have to follow what a consultant says. It doesn't mean that they're That's authoritative true. over you. They're giving you advice. You can take it, you receive it. appreciate that. Thank you for the advice. And then go live your life and do what you you're do as long as you're that. doing it best yeah. for your children and you are loving your children and also still treating your parents or your in-laws with respect. You can hear them, you can acknowledge it, but it doesn't mean you have to go like follow it because again, that's what is that's truth is even on a business standpoint, consultants give people advice, but sometimes they don't know every intimate detail. And sometimes you don't want to share that with a consultant. You don't want to share that with other people because there's more to it. So that's your personality though. Yeah. Me, I'm a parent pleaser. So <laughs> in our marriage, there have been times where I, fe- and I can't tell you what it was. There have been times where I'm like, oh, I don't think they like perfectly agree with what I agree with or align. Okay. And it messes with me because I am a parent pleaser. I've always been, I've always shared too much. That's how I am. And Mike is always like, why are you losing sleep over this? It's they love you. They're your parents. Don't right. worry about it. And you're so good at that. And I, again, I don't remember you, what it yeah, was. You need but to like receive- early on, especially as a 22 year old and a mom at 23, yeah. like you're not the most confident woman at 23. <laughs> and so there were times where I was like, oh my gosh, they think I'm doing really bad at this or whatever. And it wasn't that case. It's just I was 23 years old having kids. I was young, and you were much older, much wiser. Came from a family, different family dynamic sure. where you had to be instilled so in yourself. She said it. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. She said you were older. That's the part that I'm, <laughs> that's, that's true. But I think that's true. You're very good at that. And mom, Thanks. I think you're good at that too. Yes. Because you've said like you do things different than your parents. And I think you're good at doing Your mom that. has. So everybody's un- good but me. Dad, you're, yeah. awesome. Dad, yeah. you're the best at it because you don't <laughs> give a poo. Your mom has an <laughs> uncanny skill of bringing up hard conversations in a way that my mom? You, your mom. Yes. You do not feel on the defense mm-hmm. when she's bringing things up. She can communicate in a way. It is a, it's a gift that you have, Kathy. And I'm, I am appreciative because you have, we, you know, we've had discussions about life and family and things like that. And, and it's, it is a, it's, it's a blessing to me to have a set of in-laws like you guys who have modeled what I see as a very successful, um, parenting life and, and, and relationship as well. So, um, and there's only one more thing I'm going to say before I go on to the next question as a parent, if you get advice or if there's little things that your your parents or your in-laws are doing that annoy you as a grandparent, sometimes just give in a little bit. You don't have to be so high strung with your grandparents. If if it's a little spoiling that you don't want, you know, sometimes it's okay to relax a little bit, listen to the advice. But again, take the advice for what it is, because what Kathy said, there is truth in in the wisdom that comes. There's a lot of, of things that me gleaned. So let's, can I move on to a, like more, I want well, to get a question. I want to ask another question, but did y'all have anything else? I don't want to leave it like, oh, yeah, sorry. do you want to talk mom? Another thing about that? Um, no, I was just going to say from the other perspective that I wouldn't, didn't say when we got off the topic is um, not only do grandparents still want to help and be worthy of giving advice, but it's like what Jennifer, when you said to me one time, when we were talking about discipline with your kids, you enlightened me to the way Mike grew up. And the discipline in his home, which was very different than in your home. And enlightening me, that gave me such a perspective that I just didn't know. Mm, me and too. so sometimes if you are the parent um, getting unsolicited advice from your parents, maybe you just need to educate them on a little bit on like why right. you're doing thing or what you and your husband are working through. Kindly. Yeah. I think just explaining in a yeah. nice 
not mean defensive way because I think especially as women we just have a horrible tendency of going off the caddy end we do like we get defensive and we get snappy maybe it's just me (laughs) everyone's just staring at me (laughs) okay well speaking of snappy Tanya has a question my guess is, is it relates to this what was Jen like as a teenager and that's Tanya from Oklahoma Ooh, Tanya from Oklahoma. What was Jen Thank like you, as a Tanya? teenager? Okay, Tanya. Because we don't have question. teens yet, so this is yeah. this is something we can't speak on. All right, John. Hmm. <laughs> we have different views. I already know this. No, you were okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna answer this like with bullet points. Good. Strong-willed. Mm-hmm. Confident. Super confident. Willing to give her opinion. <laughs> Unasked. Yes, continue. Sweet. I mean, she could turn, and this kind of goes back to a conversation, a phone conversation. Well, I remember. That, 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 you know, Mike was so great when he made the call when he was going to ask my daughter to marry him. And, and this was my advice to him. One piece is, or one piece of advice. You know, Jen... It, it holds true back when she was a teenager and it holds true still today. She can turn on a dime. She will be the life of the party where everybody wants to be around her. And then the next minute she will challenge you beyond all challenges. Enneagram eight. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and there's no doubt. I mean, if, if you want to get into traits, what traits she got from us, 80, 85 to 90% of all the good that's in Jen, she got from her mama. There's not a doubt in my mind on that. Uh, Mom is sweet, yes. But she she got that trait. Her weird, <laughs> effed up sense of humor. It's true. You didn't even have to beat that. It's true. Awesome. Lips and her awesome. strong-willed, willing to give an opinion, super confident. And I'd love that. I mean, I, I think she got more. And her, her mom's kind of that way, too, but yeah. more so for me that she got that. And that, I think... That, she was that way as a teenager. Yeah. I mean, super confident, super fun. But if you turn your back, she come at you with something and you're like, holy shit, what, what just happened within the last 15 seconds? Whoa. And my microphone fell. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And she, she was clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> well, <it wasn't. laughs> but no, honey, honey can expound on that a little bit more, but that, that, those are what I remember. Yeah. And those are the traits that have made you, to in what you are today. I mean, you're you're so strong. You're a strong woman. So proud of you yeah. for that. Very confident. You are your own woman. And I absolutely love that about you. And you you, you were that way back then too. But thank you. you can expound on that. Um mine is much more simple than that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was like as a team, Mom? The first word that came to mind was fun. Oh, um, that's good. high school was a blast. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer was involved in everything. She was in show choir. She was leads in plays. She track. was cheerleading. She was faking track. Um, we that was middle going, school, mom. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. middle oh, school. Yeah, that's right. We were going and blowing in those days. So I would tell all of you, yes, we hear a lot about our teens and the teens, they are uh, struggling with hormones and who they are. But I would say coming into high school, the kids typically tend to find more who they are, find what group they fit in and where they're going. 
And I remember high school years as just being really fun. We were really busy. We had a lot going on. Jen was coming into her own, really developing that skill that she has today of loving to be in front of the camera and in an audience. Mm-hmm. And um, we loved sitting back and watching she and her friends be in the musicals and building the sets for her for those kind of things. So I would think of it as very fun years, very active years, very busy years. I remember, I'm sure I was argumentative because mom reminds me of that. I was like strong-willed with my words. But in my mind, I'm like, man, I didn't drink. I wasn't sleeping around. So in my mind as a teen, I'm like, I feel like I was so straight-laced, but also on the other side of like my personality. I could see how I was challenging as far as like my views on things. Like I have no problem like being like, I disagree with that and this is why. Like I've always been like that. I also think I was like fortunate to have a good group of friends. Someone who's sitting in the room with me. Um, helping edit this podcast, Charity is one of my best friends from high school. And I just feel like I, I'm i learning now as a parent who your kids are friends with makes such a dang difference oh, yeah. in teen years. That's what I'm hearing from like every mom. And so I feel like, I don't know if that has yeah. anything to do I mean, with what we're talking it, about. I think what, what parents I are like dealing impactful. with right now in modern era of social media and telephones and you know accessibility to every single thing, one click away that, you know, with a care computer in their pocket at, at all times, you know, I didn't deal with that as a kid, and I don't think that was much there. Maybe you had AOL, you know, and some things yeah. on the computer, but things are a little bit different. Navigation of your, your family and children is one thing, but mm-hmm. that friend thing is super Crucial. important. Um, well, thanks, guys. I don't, you know what's crazy is in my mind as a teenager, I don't ever remember, ever remember the phrase, I hate my parents ever popping up in my head. There were times where I'm like, my parents are so much stricter than literally every other friend I have. I definitely thought that, but I never was like, <laughs> I hate them. I never said it. Like I never said stuff like that. Right. I don't remember it. No, we, we never said that. We wouldn't, we wouldn't that, allow it. No, yeah. I don't ever remember. I'd get mad of course, but I never remember being like, God, I wish I had different parents or I hate my parents. I don't know. I had, I had a great, I think of teen years as like, really, I loved it. I loved my teen years. Yeah. What's, well, my teenager years, I had no restrictions, none, and I somehow well, that still. Explains there things. you go. There we go. But, but, the, but the same as you, I didn't drink in high school. I didn't party. I was yeah. focused on on the accomplishments I had and things like. So all kids are going to be different. I don't know if there's one way to navigate how to no, raise I agree a team because with me it was you know I could I had no curfew. My sisters all had curfews, and I was a third, so well, I didn't have me after my, my freshman year. I didn't have a curfew. Yeah, even look at me and my brothers. I was the reason I chose not to do certain activities is I was terrified of my parents finding out and then being mad. But if you ask my two brothers, their activities in high school, very different than mine. They didn't have that fear. So it's like, do, I don't know. I think it is per kid as far as like what holds you accountable and making your choices. And I've always, whether, I think y'all know this, but whether you know or not, I've always been like in my head, very, my decisions were made based on like my parents being disappointed in me. That affects me. And I do think there's one thing I, I, I know your parents subscribe to is, is consequences and natural consequences. If a child makes a mistake, they do something that impacts them. They will hold them accountable or allow the life consequence to take natural action as well. And I believe that within, if you give children leeway and you should, and they think as a teenager, you know, they're allowed, they're growing into young adults and they should have some sense of freedom and not be completely overstricting. Again, this is, I'm not can't in be this. parenting on teens. I, we no, don't is, have I'm not there yet. This was it. I'm not there yet, but yeah. you know, we were, but that's just, but the natural consequent aspect of things. I know Kathy, you've, you're very, you know, keen on that. And you've, you've dealt with that with your children as well. Both and, of them yeah. equally, I would say mom and dad for sure. But I don't know how we got here from that question. 
Well, I think that's one of the biggest things I see with with parenting is um, as parents, we have to get comfortable with at times letting our children be uncomfortable. And when I see parents struggle, it's because they deep down inside cannot allow their child to hurt. But what I see as our job as parents is to really raise responsible adults that can stand on their own two feet in a hard world. We don't want to raise kids that are dependent on us for everything and every decision. The world is too hard and there is lots of bad out there that we're all exposed to. So we have to teach our kids how are they going to respond in those situations because they're going to happen. So for that, um, uh, at the time, I really loved listening to Love and Logic um, um, DVDs at that time and I really liked that and Jen's making faces. But um, Um, It was all about that. It was letting the children make consequences while the price was small. Right. Because as adults, the price gets much bigger. And sometimes the price is honestly too much. And so letting kids learn and learn from mistakes at a younger age. I do agree with that. I didn't agree with the script. (laughs) I'm so sorry you made She she was loving logic. I was loving a paddle. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And with that, I think this is a great place to pause for the next part. Part two is available for you guys to listen to. My mom and dad stick around. We talk about more questions, dive into more topics. Y'all can listen to that now. More inappropriateness from John. More inappropriate. We got the censor button ready for my dad, my mom's sweet little angel. Um, But yeah, go listen to part two and we will continue this discussion. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. You, Me, and Mike is a production of The Rambling Redhead from 13 Media. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are available. While you're at it, leave us a five-star rating while you're there. Have an idea for a topic you'd like us to discuss? Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or send us a message on Instagram. We would love to share your idea on the show. For a daily dose of our crazy lives, follow us on Instagram at The Rambling Redhead and at Mike Todrick. And catch No Demo Reno on HGTV. Remember, part two is ready to be listened to right now, so go do that.